Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. Glory to God. I thank God the Bible is right. Glory to God. Beloved, we're in Proverbs, that wonderful book, Proverbs. Many people call it a practical book, and it is a book for practical living. Glory to God. It it can show you how to live your life. Amen. The things you need to do and not do. Glory to God. But it's also it's a, also a very spiritual book. But to, to, to experience the spiritual, you have to meditate it. Amen. You have to get in the spirit and meditate it. Surely the Holy Ghost will open up the spiritual part of it. But the practical seems to sit right up on the surface. Amen. Glory to God. And we're thankful for all that God gives us. Glory to God. And we talk about different subjects according to whatever scriptures for that particular program. And tonight we're going to talk about work, work, W-O-R-K again. We're at Proverbs 21:25 in the King James Bible, the Protestant version. And it says, quote, the desire of the slowful killeth him for his hands refuse to labor. Amen. He can't be satisfied because he's slowful and lazy. And but he, but but he his desire kills him because he really wants things, but he won't get up and go and go to work and go to work to get them. Amen. So tonight we want to talk about the virtues of work. Glory to God. And we're going to stay in the book of Proverbs and see what Proverbs has to say about work. Now, a few a few programs ago, we talked about work before, but we're going to talk about it again. So just bear with Pastor, because this is a very important subject. Amen. It's a very important subject. After all, between 21 and 65, that's 44 years when most people work. I'm talking about urban people. Amen. Glory to God as a general rule. And most of the people in countries, they move to the urban areas where the jobs are. And so people labor at a job, if you will, for 44 years. And so work is a very important subject and consideration. And we'd like to see, once again, what, what the Bible says about work. 
And so the first scripture I want to consider is go to Proverbs, the 12th chapter, the 11th verse. And this is one of my favorite verses in Proverbs. In fact, I believe, this is just me, that I could write a book just about this one verse. Because if you meditate this verse, you will get a lot out of this verse. Amen. Proverbs twelve eleven says, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Like I said, and I mean this, I am not joking. You could literally spend a whole day, many days, meditating this verse. This verse is packed with information, wisdom, instruction, all kinds of good things. Look what it says. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate it just a tiny bit. We don't have three or four days to, 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 to explore it, but I'm going to do it just a tiny bit to, to show you what I mean when I'm talking about meditating a verse. Amen? It says, he that tilleth, that tilleth. In other words, that, it means that person actually tills his land. Pastor, what that mean, till? What that mean, till your land? Okay, another word that you would probably understand is plow, P-L-O-W, plow, a person who plows their land, okay? That you could, you could use those words interchangeably. A person that, and notice the word that, that that denotes to me that this person actually does it. He actually gets out in a field and actually does it. He that, what does he do? Tills or plows. He that plows. Oh, so that you have to get out there and work. Amen. You got to do something. What? You have to till what? His, his, H-I-S. His land. Ah, notice it doesn't say till someone else's land. The farmer down the the farmer down the way land. You have to actually get out there and till your land. To me, that implies ownership. His land, land that you own. So, what does that tell you? God wants you to have land. God speaks about ownership. He's speaking here about ownership. Notice what it says. Now, I'm, uh, the last three words, I'm going to just zip through them because I want to make a point. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied. Shall be satisfied. Many people are not satisfied in the area of work. One, they don't like the, the jobs they have. But they do it because they got to make money. Why? To pay their rents and mortgages. To pay their rents and mortgages. You know, a, a, a rent in Manhattan, New York, is the average is five average rent in Manhattan. I, I didn't say the other five boroughs now, but Manhattan. The average rent in, uh, in man, now this is rent. This ain't mortgage. This is rent. The average rent in Manhattan for, we're talking about an apartment. Okay. We're not talking about commercial property. We're talking about you want to 
you want to you you arrive and you're going to Manhattan and you're going to get a, an apartment in Manhattan. The average rent is $5,000 a month. $5,000 a month. Amen. And so people are really some people are really strapped to come up with 5,000. You know that's $60,000 a year. And and uh, if you're a person who lives off assets, who lives off assets, and in your financial program, that is exactly what your goal should be. Your goal should be, we're speaking strictly as finances, okay? We understand that God supplies all our needs. We understand, glory to God, that without him we can do nothing. Everything we have is because of him. Everything we are, everything we'll ever be is because of him. We got that. But tonight we're speaking finances, okay? So just speaking finances, in the area of finances, what should your goal be? You need to write this down. Pastor's giving you a nugget here. What should be your goal? Your goal should be to get to the place where your assets are paying for all your expenses. Amen? Where your assets are paying for all your expenses. Pastor, I don't even know what that means. Boy, you need to get on it and begin your journey of education, financial education, personal finance education. If you don't understand what I just said, I'm not I'm not saying understand it in great detail where it specifies what kind of assets should be paying uh, all of your expenses. I'm not delving in that. We're not teaching finances tonight. I'm speaking in general terms. In general terms, your financial goal, your ultimate, your ult I didn't say your objectives. You might have many objectives to take you to your goal, but your ultimate goal in finances should be that your assets pay for all your expenses. Because beloved, if you don't know where you're going, one, you don't know when you've arrived. You don't know if you'll arrive. You'll probably drift without a plan. And if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? How are you going to get there? How am I going to get to L.A. if I have no idea which way is which, way is which, which, which highway, which way, when to start, when not to go, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a mess. And a lot of people end up at 65 plus in a financial mess. They have no savings, no investment, no nothing, and they wonder, how did I get here? Amen. You got there because you didn't understand what the goal is. And you say, uh, well, Pastor, you know, uh, I, I, I was trying to do something with finances. I was trying to get there. Listen to Pastor. Listen to me. As a young man, I wanted to be a millionaire before I got to 30. And so I commenced to work and work and work and uh, many things to try to get there. Try to get there. Amen. My life is okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I'm not a millionaire. What happened? What happened was I didn't realize I didn't realize what I had. I didn't realize what a wonderful heavenly father we have. If I'd have just sat down. Our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father gives you 
millions of dollars. Oh, Pastor, come on, I ain't got millions of dollars now. Now you really, what happened? You, uh, you, you've been drinking something or something? No, no, just listen to Pastor. I was so busy trying to make money as a hobby now on the side, okay, as a hobby, that I didn't realize God had already given me the money. What are you talking about, Pastor? Now you're really getting me confused. What are you getting? What are you talking about? Beloved, your heavenly Father loves you so much that he gives you millions. Uh, what are you talking about? Didn't I just say between 21 and 65 is 44 years? If you take the average salary, $25,000 a year, and you multiply it by 44 years, you come up with 1.1 million, 1.1 million. What I didn't realize, I didn't realize this as a young man. You know, when you're a young man in your 20s, you want to get out there and make money. You want your own place. You want this. You want that. Not understanding. I had no wisdom. I wasn't in the Bible. I didn't see the wonderful things that our Heavenly Father had already provided for us. God already had given me 1.1. Now, I earned more than 25000 a year for many, 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 many years. So, so for, my, for me, it was over $2.2 million that God gave me over my lifetime. But see, if you don't know that, if you don't know that, you run out there doing things, not understanding that God has already provided for all of your needs. All you need to do is know how to channel some of that in such a way, glory to God, that when you do reach 65, a great deal of it you've used to buy assets which are now paying for all your expenses. So when you get to 65, you don't have to worry about a pension or Social Security or whatever because you already have set yourself up with assets to have everything paid for. Are you... Are you understanding what pastor is saying? Glory to God. And so this verse here, this verse 1211 says, he that tilleth his land shall be satisfied. Many people are not satisfied. They're not satisfied with their pay. They're not satisfied with their job. They're not satisfied with what they're doing. And they sing that song, I can't get no satisfaction. Hold on. I, I'm, I look at the clock. I'm up against a commercial. Hold on. I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Hold on. I'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website, at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two dot com. 
Beloved, we're talking about Proverbs 12, 11. Amen. And I'm, I'm talking about how to be satisfied because so many people are dissatisfied. So many people are worried about inflation. They're worried about all. We're speaking about finances tonight. Amen. We're spe- if you listen to this program any amount of time, you know I love Jesus. And we talk about him a, a gigantic amount of times. But this particular, but this particular proverb tonight, Proverbs 25, 21, 25, is talking about work. So tonight we're talking about work. And one of the things about work is that there's a lot of people out there who are not satisfied. They're not satisfied with the amount of, with their paycheck. They're not satisfied with the type of work they're doing. They work in a cubicle, and, and, and they're stuck in that cubicle, all kinds of things. And why are they like that? This verse, Proverbs 12, 11, this verse, besides what it's saying, he that tilleth his land shall be satisfied. This verse lets me know, glory to God, that there is satisfaction and that God wants you satisfied. Why would he tell you how to achieve satisfaction if he didn't want you satisfied? He wants you satisfied how? This verse also says in order to be satisfied, you got to do it your God's way. You got to do it God's way. And what's God's way? Ownership, your own land, your own ministry, your own project your own uh whatever it might be i can't there's nowadays there's uh, there's all kinds of ways that people are making money in the media on the internet uh uh brick and mortar stores selling on ebay i don't know what your particular what constitutes your land but whatever it is you work it amen and the bible says that if you actually will get up off your duff and actually work it and it's yours that eventually you shall be satisfied. Amen. Glory to God. I know what I'm talking about here. Many people, they, they, they're not satisfied because they're doing it their way. They're doing what they want to do. And that's okay. I don't have no, I, I don't have any um, problem with you doing. God gives you freedom of choice. You want to do something? You want to do it your way? That's fine. Go and do it your way. Amen. But then when you end up not satisfied, you don't work for somebody else all your life, and they and all you got is a, li- a wage, amen, and they let you go, and you're not satisfied. Why did that happen? Because you did it your way. I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying you did it your way. But if you want to be satisfied, then start getting into the Word and find out God's way. Because if you do it God's way, you're going to be satisfied. God's word is true. It works. But let's look at uh let's look at Proverbs 20 verse 4. It says it says the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. He won't plow by reason of the cold. Or uh, lazy people, they have and make all kind of excuses. But they end up with nothing. They end up with nothing. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing, and have nothing. You won't work. You won't get your own land. You won't work for anyone else. You won't work 
for yourself, uh, it says that you're going to beg and harvest and have nothing. You're going to beg and harvest. When other people are harvesting and they're getting the fruits of their labor and they're satisfied and they're buying their their cars and their houses, glory to God. Because you didn't work, you're going to end up with, with, with nothing. And why didn't you work? Because lazy people have a plethora of excuses. They have all kinds of excuses. Do you know there's some people, they, they'll stay home just to charge their cell phone. I couldn't go to work. I have to charge my phone. I can't go to work. I got to stay here and, and look after the cat or the dog. I can't. They end up with all kinds of excuses, and they end up with nothing. They are not satisfied. Amen. If you work at it, you're, you can achieve satisfaction if you do it God's way. If you won't work, you'll end up with nothing. Amen. You'll end up with nothing, uh, beloved. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Amen. Glory to God. What that tell you? That tells you that when it's time to go to work, you go to work. Amen. You go to work. One thing I learned in the military, glory to God, they didn't care if it was raining, snowing, sleeting, hot, uh, 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 what it was. You had to get out there and do what they required you to do. Weather didn't make any difference. It made no difference. You had to get out and perform. And then the same thing. I worked for a a Fortune 500 company. And I worked on the outside, and I had to work those airplanes. Amen. Glory to God. And when those airplanes came in, we, I, can, I, can, I can remember, I can remember a mini blizzard that would come down from Kansas, and we had blizzards. The planes would come in, and they'd be on the ground, but they'd be slipping. Instead of coming down the center line, we'd be waving them down the center line. That plane would be slipping to the left and to the right. But he was trying to, this was when he was on the ground. This was when he was on the ground. We were waving him into the terminal. And he was he was wobbling and all kinds of, but it was snow. We'd run out there and sweep the center line. And by the time we finished and got back in the building, you turn around and look, the snow had, had completely covered up the center line again. And the center line was where the pilot would um, line up on the aircraft to bring it in. Amen. Glory to God. But we couldn't sit back and say, it's snowing outside. We can't go out there. It's snowing. You had to go out there in the, in the rain, in the sleet, in the cold. When it's time to go to work, you have to go to work. You know, one time the Bible tells us to go to the ant and be wise. And one time it was about 12 midnight. And I had I had gone out in the daytime to see if the ants would work because the Bible says, go to the ant thou sluggard. Don't be lazy. Go out there and see what they do. They work, 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 work. So this was about 12 o'clock midnight. For some reason, I couldn't get to sleep or something. And so I looked out my window, and there was a, there was a street light on. And so I said, oh, a street light. All right, let me go out there. That's enough light. Let me go out there and see if those ants, it's about 12 o'clock. Let me go out there and see if those ants are retired for the night or if they're working by the light of the street light. I went out there. 
sure enough, those ants were going, there was millions of them going back and forth, thousands of them going back and forth. They had enough light. They, they worked even from artificial light, from the light from the lampposts. Amen. They were working. I thought, wow, at midnight, surely they're kicked back in their den, taking it easy, right? No, as long as they could work, whatever condition, if they could work, they were working. Amen. There was no excuses. Amen. Glory to God. And I feel, I really do feel like, because I went into prayer about this particular verse, Proverbs 20, verse 4, about lazy people making all kind of excuses, but they end up with nothing. Amen. And I felt, I asked God, what what would you have me to, if the, uh, the subject is work, but what to emphasize? And I felt like this is what he wanted me to emphasize. And so this is for somebody up out there. Amen. Glory to God. Beloved, beloved, don't pay attention to the surroundings. Amen. There's going to be times when things aren't perfect, but you have to go to work. You know, I saw saw a story of these two young guys were starting a business, and they said, when we first got started, we threw up some old flimsy website. We threw up uh, uh, some old... Uh, We had an old beat-up car. Everything was just thrown up. They said, but that's how we started off. That's how we started off. And as we kept going, then we perfected one thing at a time to where we are today making millions. But we started off with rickety. It was really rickety. It was really hardly nothing. It was just enough to hang on by our fingernails. Amen? But we got going, and we were going. And over time, as the money came in, we would improve in every area until pretty soon we had the best of everything But we, because we had the cash flow then. But if we never started off with the rickety, we would have never been here. Amen? Beloved, I feel like it's a word for somebody tonight. Glory to God. You have to go out there and go to work. Amen? Go to work. And if you don't work, Quit with the excuses. Stop making excuses. Amen. Well, I'll get that, I'll get at it in 2023. I'll start new it in the next year. I'm, I promise. I'm going to change and do this and that. Glory to God. Go to work. Go to work. Amen. And if you work and you let God see that you're diligent, the Bible says, "The hand of the diligent beareth rule." Diligence will bring you into leadership positions. Hard work and diligence will bring you into leadership positions. Amen. Go to work. God is watching. Amen. He is watching. Glory to God. And he can promote you. I know what I'm talking promoted me in my life. And, and, but, but, but speaking of someone who everybody remembers and comes immediately to mine, and that was Joseph, amen? Joseph was diligent. He was diligent, amen? He didn't have an executive position down in Egypt when he first got there. He was a slave in Egypt, amen? But he was diligent. He was. He served and he worked. He gave value to his master, and so his master gave value to him, amen? He didn't make excuses. Well, you know, when I get out of slavery, then I'll be free. I'll be able to really go at this thing. I'll be really able to do it. 
Amen. No, he didn't make excuses. You know, sometimes you start off a ministry. I remember I started off a ministry and uh, I said, well, the only thing we got, I ordered pencils. That's the only cash flow. We, we only had enough cash flow for me to order pencils. I said, well, at least we got pencils. Amen. At least we got pencils. So we had little pencils. Amen. Glory to God. Start where you are. Start where you are. Start working. Stop with the excuses. Well, as soon as I get a desk and chair, as soon as I get a building, as soon as I have the money to do this and that and the other thing, just go to work. Amen. Glory to God. And then, glory to God, if you're working for someone else, that's fine. But get a vision. Get a vision. Let God give you a vision for your life. And then on the side, work on your vision. Start plowing your land. Start plowing your land. Do the vision. You might only, uh, there's something that I want to do. I got a book on it. And so I'm learning a little bit at a time on this thing. And I'm, I'm, uh, 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 I'm learning a, a tiny bit and a tiny bit and a tiny bit from books. But one day I'm going to start paper trading. And then after that, I'm going to start actual trading with minuscule amounts. And then I'm going to start trading monster amounts and making monster profits. Amen. Stop making excuses. Go to work. The Bible has the answer. I love you. Do it God's way and you'll end up satisfied. I love you. See you next week. Bye-bye now, beloved. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.